All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Sports Ethos Boston Celtics podcast. It is I, your host, Lucas Gaynor, here joined by my co-host, Patrick Lonsbury, uh, following a 116-112 victory by the Boston Celtics over the Brooklyn Nets, giving the Celtics their fourth and final win of the series. Pat. I hope you have your broom out. How do you feel tonight? Man, I, I have my broom out. I got a Nets pack out. We out here just having a wonderful night. It is a Monday, but what a Monday to have, right? Like a lot of people go out there and they really dread these Mondays, and Mondays aren't always the greatest day of the week. But, man, being a Celtics fan, Monday was great, and I'm I'm excited to see this team move on to the second round and – Take on either the Bucks or the Bulls. I think we both know who we probably end up facing, but they're still taking care of business over there. Uh, take these next five, six days off to relax and, and get ready. Yes, sir. It does feel good, you know, to be the only team that has, A, moved on so far, and B, who has not lost a game yet. Uh, like you said, give us this week ahead of, ahead of us here. You know, rest, recoup. You know, we know Jason played heavy minutes. Jalen Smart, Al, all these guys played really heavy minutes. So it's imperative they get their rest because, you know, like you said, most likely we'll be going up against the Bucks. You know, they got to finish business against the Bulls. But even without Chris Middleton, that's going to be a battle. But what a way to knock the Nets out of the first round, Pat. You kind of mentioned before the show, listen, which I want to start it off this way, okay? There is no excuse that the Nets did not win a first-round game besides that the Celtics are just a much, much, much better team. Because last year, yeah, Pat, you take it away. Why don't they have any excuses? Yeah, you know, last year you're talking about the Celtics team that played Brooklyn Nets team that had James Harden with these guys, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And the Celtics were able to take a victory against them despite not having Jalen Brown and having some key injuries on the roster. So to see that the Celtics were able to take care of business and sweep them in a sweet, sweet revenge series – Oh man, I was I was hoping you know in five to kind of give them a taste of their own medicine, but the sweep is even better, man. A broomstick, like no gentleman's nothing, man. We're just gonna kick you out the door, you know. We didn't dodge the number two seed, and now Milwaukee has to understand we got home court advantage. So if you're gonna advance now, you you rested Giannis last game of the season. You could have gotten this fifth seed. You could have got the extra home game if you needed it. So now you got to come into Boston for the first two games. You know, if you guys win your series, and we're ready. We want smoke. Who wants smoke with us? Listen, Ime said himself, we've been very clear, right? We're not running from nobody. So, you know, we ran through the Nets, and now it's on to the Bucks, most likely, like we said. So I'm right there with you, Pat. Talk your stuff, man. You picked the Nets in five. I picked them in six. You were a tad more confident before the series than I was. So, listen, you deserve to take your victory lap, man. Because you were not really worried at all. I had a little bit of, you know, worries about, oh, we're playing against Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, which I think were fair at the time. But, listen, I should have been a little more confident, I think, Pat, like uh, like you were before the series because, you know, the Nets really were not a problem for the Celtics. So it is on to round two. And like you said, who wants smoke with us, man? <laughs> you know, it's funny, too, is that I think um, from majority of our shows together, I think it's clear that you're you're probably more optimistic than I am majority of the time so the, I, the fact that i was more confident in this series kind of scared me um but 
<laughs> I'm just happy to see that this uh, the Celtic team overall came together and um, they they got better in this series. You know, they got tested. This is a now battle tested group. They feel even more confident. The confidence has to be sky high right now. You just shut down two of the top offensive players in the league on the same team. Four games, you swept them, you outplayed them, you outplayed defense. Everything looks sharp. You didn't even have Robert Williams the whole time. It is going to be absolutely nuts, man, for the Garden in game one uh, in the second round, no matter who they face, because this team is is flowing, man. The energy's good. The vibes are right. There's no reason to not smile when you're a Celtics fan right now, and I just want people to, like, soak in the moment, man. Like, we, we're here. This really happened. It really did happen. And, uh, you know, once the series started, it was pretty clear that the Celtics did have the upper hand. And then once game three came, came and went, I should say, you know, it was pretty clear that the Celtics had a real chance to just finish it in four, not have to come back to Boston. And, uh, yeah, Pat, I can't wait, man. Game one, going to be insane in the garden. I can't wait. We can't wait to be back there. I mean, like Pat said, I think everybody should just try and take it in. You know, be happy. Enjoy this next week, you know, without basketball pretty much as much as you can. I know you're going to want to see the Celtics play, uh, but just enjoy the week, man, because before you know it, playoff basketball is going to be right back in Boston. Yes, sir. And, you know, something that I was just really proud of throughout this series was there was a lot of moments that things could have went wrong and there could have been just a situation where we could have lost a lot of these games. Like none of these games were decided in a blowout. This, even though the Celtics seemed, especially in those last two games had a lot more control and you didn't really have a feeling that they were going to lose. Um, all the games came down to the wire. They came out really close single digits, you know, and ultimately the Celtics proved that they can beat uh, a team that's really good in very close matchups and close it out. So that's so much growth right there, and I just am just so proud of like seeing this team become so much better version of themselves. Yeah, you know we talked about it so many times, Pat. Just the change is real. You know, from where the team started, you know, with Ime coming in this year, with having quote no point guard, you know, with Marcus saying that Jays need to pass the ball more. You know, we just come so far, and you know. It's always good to reflect, and that's what I would say uh, to the Celtics fans, you know, the next six days, right? Reflect on what a great season it's been thus far because there most likely won't be a lot of time like this to reflect the rest of the season. Uh, Because, now listen, if the Celtics sweep next round, you know, I'm going to get lit up, okay, on Twitter because I'm saying there's not going to be a lot of time to reflect. But things are probably not going to be that easy going forward here, which is shocking that things somehow were – relatively easy against the Nets. But, uh, yeah, I would just say use the next six days to reflect uh, before things get equally, you know, or or stressful in that second round because things are only going to pick up in intensity from here on out. Um, So, yeah, just take take the chance to reflect on what a great season it's been and uh, get ready to go back to war, you know, on that that day we play the Bucs. Because I'm telling you, it's going to be the Bucs. You know, we I know we both know, but, Listen, it's 3-1 right now. The Bucs are the better team. Uh, everybody should just be prepared for the Bucs and not the Bulls. 
I mean, yeah, it's it's respectable to to expect the defending champs to get out of the first round. So, um, especially in a matchup against the Bulls, who are who are pretty shorthanded themselves, and um, that's a team that we're anticipating. But in the meantime, you know, we're we're just gonna enjoy the fact that the Celtics had beat the the Nets in Game Four and how it kind of happened. You know, it started out early in this game, right? We we talk about um, games two and three, uh, not great starts opening wise. Really slow, sluggish starts. You know, Bruce Brown kind of gets going. I thought the Celtics were the ones that got going pretty early in this one, uh, nice and hot out the gate. And also Kevin Durant came out, right? He he had like 11 points in that first quarter as well, even though the Celtics were 10 of 11 from the free throw line. But, man, Celtics uh, were just giving up points in those turnovers, kind of let the, the Nets hang around a bit. And, and then next thing you know, there's like a 12-4 run. Uh, I'm watching like a 30-30 stretch, right? Right when the score is 30-30 as early a turning point. And then Katie's like three-pointer was in and out. But then Ime looked like he was about to call a timeout. But Boston got the rebound. And next thing you know, we just kind of went on that 12-4 run and pulled things back apart. Um, Celtics did a good job, man. They they didn't really give up, give the lead to the Nets. They, they let them get close, let them get close, and just kept pushing it back and forth. Uh, ultimately uh, just staying in, in a true control of the game. And I think that's what made me really feel confident about not being scared at any point uh, in this game. I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be another win because of how well they were in control. Yes, sir. I thought they came out well. You know, like you said, they started a little bit slow this series. Not in this game. You know, teams were kind of – it was kind of a wild first quarter, not going to lie. I wouldn't say sloppy. It was just kind of chaotic all over the place. Um, but definitely, you know, came out firing on offense, you know, with 30 points in that first quarter. That was definitely good to see. Uh, you know, the offense was not really stagnant. You know, it slowed down a little bit in the second quarter, but we definitely came out uh, came out pretty good on offense. And, uh, you know, our defense also was pretty good. But like you said, you know, KD, this was his game. And KD did pretty much everything he could to try and will, you know, will his team to victory. But – you know, unfortunately for KD, it was just not enough. But, you know, yeah, in that first quarter, Derek White led the way, seven points. Love to see that. Heavy minutes for Derek White tonight, Pat. And uh, I think this was like a nice little, I don't want to say like a, a trick up Ime sleeve or anything like that, but it was interesting to see with Al only getting 25 minutes, Tice not even getting 20, and, and Rob getting about 15 uh, is that White played almost 30 minutes tonight. So we played a lot smaller for a lot of the game tonight. Uh, rotated our bigs, you know, a little bit more than we usually do. And it was good to see Al be in that about 25-minute range. So that was definitely a, an interesting change from, you know, the previous three games of the series. Yeah, Al getting in foul trouble actually helped him get more rest. Derek White situation, you know, ends up getting plenty of minutes as well. Um also, uh, Grant Williams played a lot of minutes. Robert Williams got only 14 minutes. Uh, Tice to only 20. So uh, the Celtics did a lot of good things. None of their guys went over 40 minutes. They still got the win. I think that was probably one of the most interesting parts about this final game is that their starting five all played less minutes than they had been usually in the series, and they still were able to get the same results with guys like Derek White and Grant Williams, Pritchard, and Robert Williams also just like totally filling in those spots and, and getting those minutes there to help us out. You know, Benchkin came in clutch, um, had a very solid 
what was it, 26, I believe, points off the bench there. So 26 points off the bench, team team automatically, you know, it's going to take a home a victory here because when you get more production off of the bench like the Celtics were able to do, again, uh, things flow. That's why you're able to play Derek White, you know, 30, you know, almost 30 minutes in the game. And I will say he's only shot one of 11 from deep so far in the playoffs, and we thought that was going to be, you know, something that needed to change to really have – a chance i think if he shoots anywhere between 35 and 40 percent in these playoffs uh these Celtics are gonna start blowing out guys like they did in the regular season so maybe him shooting threes poorly isn't gonna be the the x factor to us losing anymore yeah and uh you know we talked about it that Derek white is not the type of guy to just keep chucking threes so that's like two and a half threes a game basically he's attempting which is nothing crazy and, you know, we, we knew he wasn't going to be, like, taking – he wasn't going to be going 0-5 in these games, really. You know, he went 0-4 tonight, but, you know, that's almost half the threes he took in the entire series. Uh, so Derek White's just continually making the right play. Didn't have an amazing series, but he definitely had a good game today. Uh, and he was making a lot of the right plays most of the time, which is why we love Derek White. So, yeah, I'm with you, Pat. Not really super concerned about the shooting. And if they start to fall, man, I'm with you. It's going to be an absolute problem for other teams. But, yeah, that – uh. That first quarter was pretty wild. Then, you know, going into the second quarter, Pat, uh, you know, things kind of stayed the same. We're still back and forth, but I would say in the second quarter, the offense has slowed down a little bit to the last couple minutes. And then, you know, there was a few key buckets there in the last few minutes that kind of got the offenses rolling. But uh, it was pretty – it was a little bit of a slog there in the second quarter for a little while. Yeah, I also thought, you know, a, a guy that had just timely shots, it seemed like every time that, like, the Nets kept getting close and close and there would just be a big shot that goes down, I'm looking over and it's a Al Horford shot. For some reason, Al Horford's just getting huge, timely buckets throughout this game and, and just, like, stopping runs and having that veteranship on our team. And it's it's something that we can't overlook. Al Horford was pretty good tonight, man, uh, even in the, in the limited minutes that he had. I'm hoping that – these next five, six days off are probably going to be the best for Al Horford than anybody else, maybe other than Robert Williams with that knee still. But Al Horford's probably super ecstatic to, to definitely have some time off now and well-deserved, man. Well-deserved. The old man Al Horford coming in clutch and really helping out the Celtics in, in big moments, you know, contain and keep their composure because those are saving timeouts as well as, you know, stopping runs. So love that from Al Horford. Yes, sir. Love that from Al. Also, I just want to mention uh, that that the getting into the bonus so early in the first quarter, Pat, that was a big reason for why the Celtics were able to pile up points because the offense was not like amazing. Uh, you know, we were able to make ten free throws in the first quarter, so you know that was really helpful to us getting up to that thirty-point mark to start the game. Um, and then in the second quarter, you know, Pat, the story for me was uh, in most of the first half, it was three guys doing most of the scoring, but in, in the second quarter, the story for me was Jason and Grant. Grant hit a few massive threes in this quarter. He had four total in the first half, but he was three of four in the second quarter. And, you know, Jason also started to make some shots in this quarter. After not making one in the first, he went three of six uh, with eight points here in the second quarter, really started to get going there. And we saw that carry on down the stretch, but, uh, Definitely those two guys, and then, you know, Jalen added six in the second quarter. But, uh, you know, it was most of those three guys taking care of the scoring load in that first half. Uh, and, you know, a couple other guys, Al and Marcus, kind of came on more in the second half there. Uh, but, yeah, besides Derek in that first quarter, those three guys, you know, 
kind of helped carry the burden for the most part in the first half. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I would agree. Um, also, we didn't really talk about the the second quarter stretch where Jason Tatum kind of got fire hot uh, for like eight points. Man, he when Jason Tatum goes on those little scoring spurts, man, they happen so, so quickly. Whoa. It's awesome, and it's so effortlessly, right? Like I, I feel like I'm sitting there and I'm like, damn, that was nice. Damn, that was nice. Damn, looking back, scores like Tatum just dropped eleven points in like a minute and a half, and I'm like, this isn't normal. Like, but it's becoming so normal to us because we see it so more consistently than we have. And it's just like, yeah, you know, Taylor's just kind of going on his run. And I think that's maybe why we like look, even look past it. You know, actually sometimes when we broadcast this, we're like, damn man, Tatum just cooked and it didn't, you know, come up because that's like his expectations almost like sometimes. And, uh, again, you know, another night where, where Jason Tatum rises up to the occasion and, ultimately drops 29 points while filing out. He was 9 of 16 from the field, 4 of 6 from deep. He had five assists. Some of those assists were amazing, amazing assists by Tatum. Just great decision-making. And and you're talking like Brown played the most minutes tonight at at 38, and Tatum had 36. Kevin Durant played 47 minutes, and Kyrie played 45. This was the most minutes that – Kevin Durant and Kyrie played this whole series, and this was the least amount of minutes that Tatum and Brown played this whole series. And the Nets still couldn't come away with a victory. I think that speaks some volume right there. Oh, I think it definitely speaks volume. And I love that we were able to get some guys, you know, some lower minute counts in the in, the, in a closeout game. I feel like that's not something that usually happens, especially when the other two stars, like you just mentioned, Pat, played 47 and 45 respectively. So yeah, I think that definitely means something. And I also love to see that just, you know, just getting guys some less minutes, you know, going into a little break is nice, man. Give them a little more rest than they're accustomed to in the playoffs. You know, it's probably not going to do much, you know, the four minutes, right? It's not going to do a ton in the grand scheme of things, but it's good, man. Just get a little more rest, be a little more fresh, but they're going to have six days off regardless. So I think that does just show something how well uh, everybody played, you know, tonight, honestly. Can't really pick pick out somebody who had a bad game. You know, you could pick out a couple questionable plays here and there, but tonight I think everybody played well across the board. You know uh, what? What did you think of what did you think of Grant Williams tonight? And oh, he defense? was bro, bro. He was phenomenal, Pat. I mean, listen, never in my life did I think I would watch Grant D up Kevin Durant off the dribble one on one and force multiple turnovers, right? Never in my life did I think I'd be saying that out loud or watching it with my own eyes. And that's exactly what he did. And yeah, no, he yeah. was he was great tonight. He also hit he had some pretty big shots too himself. Like he was he was stroking it from deep, man. I thought uh a lot of the things that were really good was the Celtics were really good noticing when he was open and they were getting doubled. Some of the guys were getting doubled and you're leaving Grant Williams open, like I'm sorry, man. Sometimes you close out hard on Marcus Smart. I know, like you were saying, or or you're closing out on like Derek White. And it's like if you do that and you leave a guy like Grant Williams open in the corner, like you probably should have went to to him in the corner instead of like, hey, you should just let somebody else take that shot at this point because that's how money Grant's been from there. Yeah, it doesn't feel like that was the guy to leave open, uh, especially not in the corner. And at the end of the second quarter. There was just multiple plays in a row where Tatum was able to find uh, was able to find Grant with those skip passes in the corner, and he just buried the threes. 
And, uh, yeah, like you said, there's other guys you might want to leave open. Grant Williams in the corner, absolutely not one of them. Grant played one of his best games as a pro tonight, I think. You know, just offensively, defensively. You know, he made some good decisions. I don't remember him turning the ball over. But his defense on Kevin Durant was just unbelievable. Like you said, he was making shots, but the defense on KD was just unbelievable. And I think it just goes to show that it's good that Grant is a big wing and not a small big anymore because he's not suited for that big, that small big role like we maybe thought he once was, but he is suited for the big wing role, and I really like to see him coming into his own and absolutely killing it in an elimination – oh, a knockout playoff game, I should say. Yeah, absolutely. And and coming from this Celtics game, too, we, we saw some risky plays and stuff at the end of the game where we may have felt uh, we could have worked on. Uh, I know especially maybe like a Marcus Smart layup that we talked about pregame. Uh, but also, like, the, the call that the refs made on Tatum to get him kicked out of that game was just so bizarre to me because it stopped him from also getting – up to a 30-point game again because he, he definitely was on his way there. He was going to get that 30-point game, but the refs kind of definitely took that, that out of the game, man. I, I don't understand the the call in that situation. You know, uh, it was kind of a wild, weird call I didn't really agree with, but how did you feel when you saw Tatum get a, his last foul of the, of the game? You know, I'm not going to lie, Pat. About a minute before, I told my cousin, I was like, Tatum's about to get – his sixth foul on an offensive foul, and he's about to freak out. And uh, I thought it was kind of going to be a charge, not an absolute phantom call on an inbounds play. You know, so I do think the ref was wrong for making that call. It was not a foul, especially nothing worthy of a sixth foul. You know, I know you're supposed to call the game the same. But if you want to call that in the beginning of the game, okay, I'll think it's a bad call still. I think it's not a foul, but there's no way you can foul a lot of superstar on that call, and that's exactly what they did. But it was good to see the Celtics get it done, you know, even without the presence of their best player. But ridiculous call there from from the referees for my money, Pat. I just – it was ridiculous. Then as far as the bad decision-making goes, yeah, I think, you know, listen, I'll go – I'll ride for Marcus as hard as anybody, right? You already know that. I don't need to tell the listeners. I don't need to tell you that. But you got to be able to be objective too. And Smart made a couple objectively bad plays towards the end of this game, in my opinion. I mean, the layup – I can live with the layup at least, right? But what I don't think was good was his attempted steal on uh, Kevin Durant when he was not guarding Kevin Durant, not the one in the backcourt. When they inbounded the ball, he ran over to KD, tried to swipe it out of his hands, and left Kyrie wide open at the top of the key in what I believe was a six-point game at the time, and that cut it down to three. You know, uh, I agree uh, with that steal kind of being on the riskier side, but I also think that that's kind of what they were doing all series, right? You, you always saw these guys coming over at Kevin Durant and you try to put two bodies on them almost at all times. You're trying to get the steal, trying to swipe at them. And honestly, it was just one of those moments, unfortunately at the time of the moment too was bad. Yeah. See, that's but, my thing, right? I know yeah. what you're saying, but I've learned this thing on basketball called time and score, right? And time and score is going to affect your decision-making, right? And one thing you are never going to want to do is leave the team's probably their best three-point shooter wide open to go try and just make a steal. That's just not something you're going to want to do with a minute and a half, two minutes left in a game in a six-point game. You know, you got to know the time and score. Yeah, Pat, you know what, maybe you're right, dude. 
earlier in the game in the second quarter, we don't blink twice at that play, right? And it's just a late rotation from the from the weak side guy. But at this point in the game, that's not a play I think you can make. And I'm sure they'll see that on film. And I love that Marcus, you know, I love the effort side of it because I believe in Marcus to go make those types of plays that can help us win games. We've seen it before, but I think time and score there, I think that was a bad decision. And then the layup off of, uh, you know, a couple of possessions later, you know, where KD was bringing the ball up the court, Celtics were down three – or Celtics were up three, excuse me. He almost steals the ball from KD, gets called for the foul, right? KD somehow misses one of the two free throws. And that foul was not bad because you don't want to give KD a chance to uh, tie the game. So KD makes the first, misses the second, live ball, quick outlet, um, smart, has a two-on-one with foul. And he goes up for the layup, a contested layup, and he misses the layup. And now he's lucky Al got it and put it back in. And like I said, a lot of the time Marcus probably finishes that layup, so I'm not going to kill him for it. But you would like, you would like to maybe to pull it out, kill a little clock before you get fouled, make some free throws. But I also understand where Marcus's head was at, saying if we can guarantee ourselves two points with the layup instead of testing at the free throw line, we got to go ahead and do that. And we did end up getting those two points, so it wasn't the worst thing in the world. So. Well, that I felt pretty bad about in the moment and a little bit after the game. I can definitely understand where Marcus is coming from. Yeah, you know, Marcus Smart, definitely. I, I get it too as well. It's like if you're going to do a two-on-one, you're trying to get the contact and you realize the person with you is also a big man, you have that ability to kind of do a risky play like that. And, you know, obviously a layup is guaranteed two points at the end of the day over like getting fouled and try to shoot two free throws. Just was a little, it was a little risky, um, but ultimately, Celtics end up, you know, squeezing that one out. Another game where it comes close, and that was something that they struggled with so much throughout the season. And seeing a team overcome late game finishes, uh, out three out of four games in a really tough playoff series. Are you kidding me, Lucas? Like, you have to have such a high confidence moving forward now as a team, as a unit, as even a fan watching this team, you're just expecting that this, that we have championship aspirations. Like it's on, to the next, it's on to the next round, but, but championship aspirations are on our mind. hundred percent. And honestly, I am very, I am confident, you know, matching up with the bucks. Listen, you got it. It's, it's it's similar to the Nets, not basketball, like on-court basketball-wise, but it's similar to the fact in where you got to pay your respect to this team, um, and I would say even a little more respect to this team because they're the defending champs, and they have the defending MVP, the defending finals MVP, and for my money, the best player in the entire world. So you got to pay them their respect. But with that being said, I'm still confident in the series, you know, especially knowing Chris Middleton is out, you know, speedy recovery to the guy. You hate injuries, but – you know, it's part of the game, and he's not playing right now. So, you know, with that being said, I am confident with the Celtics' chances against pretty much any team in the NBA. And now, listen, at one point, if I said that this year, I would have been a homer, right? But I don't think that's the case anymore, and I think a lot of people are starting to see what the Celtics team really is capable of. And like you're saying, it's championship aspirations. Uh, but, you know, you got to pay your respects to the Bucks. They're just, you know, the defending champs, and they're the champions until they're knocked out. So, you know... I've been looking forward to that absolute battle with them, and uh, hopefully we can uh, 
dare I say, get some revenge in the bubble. But it's a long road before that. And, uh, you know, we got to deal with the Bucks first. So definitely respect to the Bucks. But no, Pat, I am absolutely confident against pretty much anybody who comes this way. Because guess what? We have two stars, two superstars, dare I say. The defensive player of the year should have been coach of the year. I'll say it, Pat. The best rookie coach in a while. Okay, Pat, and I just remembered I had some trivia for you, okay? So. Lay on the trivia. Lay on the trivia. Lay on on! The Celtics, in their history, have eight total sweeps, okay? I'm not going to make you do eight. I'm not going to make you guess all eight, of course, because a lot of them were a long time ago. Can you guess the three sweeps? Or I should say, can you remember? The three sweeps from our lifetime. Pat, what three series have the Celtics – have we seen the Celtics get a sweep in our lifetime? Celtics sweeps. Celtics sweeps in our lifetime? In our lifetime. Um, Did we do one against Atlanta at any point? We did not. What about the, the Sixers? We had to have had one against – We swept the Sixers in the bubble. We did. Okay. I, I thought we did. Um, so you got the, that's one. There's two other ones in our lifetime, right? Yep. Did we sweep the Bucks before? No, we did not. We, we did beat the Bucks 4-1 though. Okay. So I was close on that one. Wait, that's, um, that's cap. Never mind. uh, what about Toronto? We did not. No. Okay. I'll give you the years. Okay. One year was with Kyrie. Fuck. Who would we be with Kyrie, man? It was his second-to-last playoff series. This series goes so under the radar because of the Bucks series. Oh, man. Who did we play? And then the other one was in 2010-2011, if you can remember. Oh, man. I'm not going to remember these. I'll throw out two more guesses, though, just to That's throw right. them out there. 2010-2011, um, was it Indiana Pacers? Okay, well, I'll give you that. That was who we beat with Kyrie, okay? Oh, shit, no way. No. So I will give you that one. I'll give you Damn. that Damn, okay. Hey, you know what? I have right answer, wrong wrong direction. Yeah, who cares? It's still, it bounced off the wall. Went so in, in 2010-2011, the Celtics ended up losing in five in the second round to the Miami Heat. But who did we beat? We beat a team in the first round 4-0. Oh, Chicago. Close. Damn. One more guess. One more guess. Orlando. Orlando. The New York Knickerbockers. Oh, man. Forget the name. Oh, you're... No, I was kidding. Hey, man. The New York Knickerbockers. Two out of three. Of course we swept them. I should have. Should have known. Should have known. That two out of three, though. That's pretty good. I know that was kind of a tough one, right? Can you imagine if I had you do all eight? <laughs> I would have had you guess. Oh, yeah. That, that, I would have been <laughs> I would have been cooked, man. I would have been cooked, fam. No, what, where I, are the yeah. other ones? Do you have the other ones up right now? Let, no, let no, I, only, no. I only screamed out of the three ones from recently. You're like, you're like I'm not going to do this to them. <laughs> no, right, right. No, exactly. I knew that, that would have been an impossible trivia question. But, yeah, so, you know, it's been a little while since the, uh, the last sweep because it's funny. People forget that Pacer series. Because of you know how badly the Bucks series went, and uh, same I would say the same goes for that Knicks series. People forget about that one because um, of how poorly that Heat series went. And that was kind of the that was the last run with those guys, uh, you know the big three. So uh, yeah, I mean listen, Celtics back in the sweep column. 
if that's a thing. And that uh, feels good, Pat. Feels really good. And, uh, you know, we'll definitely have some shows coming up, previewing the Bucks series very in-depth. Maybe we'll have, you know, do a crossover show with the Bucks guys from Sports Ethos. Um, maybe have a guest on here in the next week, you know, because we got a little bit of time off. So uh, definitely looking forward to bringing out some more content here soon. Yeah, no, we have, we'll definitely look to, to bring you guys some more shows throughout the week. Um, just because the Celtics are off doesn't mean that me and Lucas aren't looking to keep working and finding you guys some content. We 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 can also do another full recap. Uh, you know, right now we're running on emotions. We're gonna probably go over some more of the of the series. What went right for the Celtics? What went wrong for the the Nets? Mm-hmm. And and kind of see what what is really sustainable from this series and what we think could carry on into the next uh, event for us. Yes, sir. And you know what happened today, Pat? What happened? I shaved my mustache of eight months. And you know what I did it with? Manscaped.com. I did it with a Manscaped product. So make sure, you know, hey, look, I look great now. Listen, I haven't shaved my mustache in a long time, like I just said. Okay, eight months. But Manscaped, you know, they make, they make sure uh, they give me the confidence that I'm going to look good without the mustache. So uh, I cleaned it up nice, you know. I used 20% off code, so you make sure you go do the same over there at manscaped.com. Use the code HOOPBALL20, 20% off your order. Listen, got to do your spring cleaning. You know, I've said this every episode. Your weddings are coming up. Okay, got to be clean shaven. You know, make sure you get your products in time for those weddings. All right, that's HOOPBALL20 for 20% off your order. Yeah, guys, make sure you guys head over to manscaped.com. They do a great job over there with their products, man. I, I keep my beard all in shape. I have a nice beard, uh, and it's all thanks to Manscaped, keeping it nice, well-trimmed up and everything. Use HoopBall20 again to get that 20% off as as well. Make sure you guys head over to our Twitter page, uh, Ethos Celtics. Make sure you guys go follow our Twitter page. Go ahead and tweet at us anything you'd like. Also, we have uh, Lucas on Twitter. He's at Luca underscore Gainer. You have me on Twitter at ball and opinions you know you guys can tweet at us uh talk to us during the you know games if you want to watch our tweets and uh, when we don't always tweet basketball but majority of it is basketball um yeah you can follow us for that stuff as well also make sure you guys head over to apple Podcasts. make sure you leave a five-star rating and review it helps us out a lot also on spotify make sure you guys are hitting that five stars as well that stuff helps us out a lot it's a little thing that takes you know very little time but helps us in a very big way and we appreciate everybody who comes onto the spotify live app and listens to our live shows comes up here and chats with us before the game and for for before the podcast um, we're, we're definitely trying to do uh, a lot more um, interactions through other platforms as well. I know Lucas and I went on to Spotify Live, or not Spotify, we went on to Twitter, Twitter Live. Yeah, I'm, I'm everywhere right now. Twitter Live, uh, Twitter Spaces, same <laughs> shit. <laughs> but we went on to Twitter Spaces. We were talking during halftime. It was wonderful. Man, just any way you guys want to try to engage with us, engage with us, man. We don't bite. We're just friendly people who like to talk Celtic basketball. 100%. Yeah. So, uh, Pat and I will definitely try and get some, uh, you know, some upcoming Twitter spaces. You know, I know not everybody has the Spotify live, um, but a lot of people have Twitter. So, you know, go follow the show on Twitter. You want to interact, talk, you know, it's not really like a, we don't usually do a Q and a, it's kind of like a, we'll just do a free, free flowing conversation. Let everybody get their takes off, you know, 
just a nice conversation. A lot of times, you know, Pat and I will even sit in the back and let everybody else get their takes off. You know, we like to listen just as much as we like to talk. So, uh, you know, we'll host a couple of those probably, you know, before the uh, before the Bucks series, you know, at halftime of the Bucks games, you know, so make sure you show up to that. And if you do want to come for the live show, you know, download the Spotify live app, come listen to our show. We'll have, we'll bring people up, you know, if we have time, sometimes at the end of the show, you can ask things in the, in the, in the chat. Uh, but you know, shout out to everyone who listens, who, uh, live, you know, whether it's live or downloaded, however it is, we appreciate every single one of you. Appreciate all of you who rate and review the show, who share the show, who tweet the show it means a lot to us. Uh, you know, more than you probably can imagine, honestly. So appreciate every single one of y'all, you know, we're nothing without y'all. So appreciate all of you. Yeah, thank you guys again. Uh, me and Lucas will will definitely be looking to push out some more content, so just be on the lookout. Uh, let's go, man. C's did it in a sweet version, and we're happy. You guys have a wonderful rest of your night. Later. Later.